Oh, come on, he's worthy. Come on, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of your best praise. He's worthy of your best praise from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. The very name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. Did he do anything for you this week? Uh, maybe I should leave this week alone. Did he do anything for you yesterday? Maybe I should leave that alone. Did he do anything for you this morning? I'll tell you what he did for me. He woke me up this morning. <laughs> Started me on the way. And I've got a right mind this morning. I knew who my spouse was. Anybody here that knows that he's done so much for you right now. So if you have breath, the Bible declares that everything, everything that have breath, praise ye the Lord. Praise him because he's worthy. Praise him because he's good. Praise him because his mercy endureth forever. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, young folk, for reminding us. He should be our everything. Joy and sorrow. He should be our everything. Our hope for tomorrow. He should be our everything. Life and breath. He should be. <laughs> amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord among the land of the living grateful again to be in this house don't count it robbery but you get to come and worship God there are places where people can't lift their hands and worship to God they can't even hold a Bible but you can bring everything you have to God and lay it on the altar of sacrifice you ought to thank God we can do that. so that we're not before you long if you will just Turn to Psalm 3. Third division of Psalm, Psalm 3. Psalm 3 from the English Standard Version reads thusly, O Lord, how, how many of my foes, many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. I cried to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept and I woke up again for the Lord sustained me I will not be afraid of the thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around arise O Lord save me O my God for you strike all my enemies on the cheek you break the teeth of the wicked salvation belongs to the Lord and your blessings be on your people amen the word of God for the people of God 
If you allow me this morning, I want to label our lesson and tag a title to this text. King in crisis. King in crisis. He's been here before. For the author of this, the first is what is called a psalm. David has been here before. He's been here before because now David is a mature king. And so he has faced many enemies. But he's been here before because way before he was ever a king, he had to stand alone in front of an army of one. Israel's king and Israel's army were afraid not only of the Philistines, but they were afraid of their champion, Goliath. And they were afraid of him because he was a giant. And because he was a giant and he slew every other who came in his presence, they were afraid. Saul, his army, and all the people. But David was not afraid of Goliath. That we know the story, David faced Goliath. And David faced the giant of his life, not because David was so much better than everybody else. Not because David had more courage than everybody else, but David was assured that in the middle of his turmoil, in the middle of his trouble, in the middle of his crisis, the Lord was with him. Is there anybody here that has had time in your life where you face giants in your life, you face calamity, you face trouble, you face crises, but you have been assured because you know there is somebody with me who is bigger than me and able to handle all of my problems. So David is at another facing again. David is not facing the, the saddles of the Assyrians. David is not facing the power of the Philistines. David is fearful now of his own flesh and blood. David here is on the run from his son Absalom who seeks to abduct the king from his own father. But David in many ways is running from his son. But I'm going to tell you David is not only running from his son, David is running from his own sin. Don't get it twisted. Sometimes we run not because we got enemies, we run because we made enemies. David, because of his treachery in his young life, now is coming back on him. It was prophesied that trouble was going to follow your household all the days of his life. And now David is faced with the very trouble that has come against you. Sin always has the coming of consequences. Is there anybody here that can say, I thank God that I have sin and the consequences follow, but the Lord has a way of being with me in the midst of my sin. That's where David is. But even though David is in a calamitous, in a crisis, don't you know there is somebody who is still in control of the crisis? <laughs> we serve a God who is always in control. David says this, how many are my foes? 
many are rising against me and many say of my soul that there is no salvation in the Lord. David's in a crisis because he feels now it's not one enemy, but he has many enemies. But I want to help somebody to know that the count of your enemies does not release God from the control of his power. I wish somebody heard me this morning. It doesn't matter how many you have. God is still control over them all. Uh, If I can, uh, let me bring you to a situation. Uh, The count of enemies is not necessarily a thing we need to worry about. Uh, I want to do this and and just indulge me for a couple seconds this morning. Uh, Earlier in the week, I am a Georgia football fan. And early in the week, we were told that there was a team that had a higher count coming in the town. But see, I was confident in the team that we had because we were undefeated too. But then everybody was saying that this team, because of their count, was the number one team in the country. And don't you know, the number one team came in the, in the Athens yesterday, and we sent them backpacking as the number one team, and they'll lose their count on this week. I'm just trying to help you out. No matter how big your count is, God is bigger than what you see in front of you. Don't worry about your count. Many are my foes. Many are rising against me. Many have said of my soul that there is no salvation in the Lord. Walter Brueggemann, the great Old Testament scholar of Columbia Seminary over in Decatur, Georgia, wrote that life oftentimes is a cycle of orientation, disorientation, and reorientation. In other words, your life always sets out on a path that is oriented. But if there anybody here that knows, trouble will come. And when trouble comes, there is a mist of disorientation in your life. But because we serve a God who is bigger than our crisis, bigger than our troubles, he will then reorient the situation. Is there anybody here who's been oriented in one direction and then trouble came your way and you got disoriented on the way, but then God had a way of reorientating your life. Is there anybody here that can thank God for re-stepping my steps? Many are saying in my soul that there is no salvation in the Lord. And David has come to a point where he said, there might not be salvation in my kingdom. There might not be salvation in my friends and my family. But I've come to know God enough that even God is not what you think he is. That I may be down and I may be on the run, but but I'm going to tell you somebody, salvation is still in my God. That God is a God who can bring me up out of the muck and the miry clay of life and he can still save me. Many have said of your soul that there is no salvation in God. And then you can go if you will. 
and understand that God is still there. David's in this crisis. He's running from his son. He's on the run, and any good father would not want to fight or even have to make the decision to kill their own child. So he, he flees from Jerusalem. He flees from the kingdom with many men behind him. He flees, and it looks like David is defeated. It looks like the kingdom is in trouble. But then it's amazing, you and I, We've known God long enough. Well, even in the midst of everything we have to deal with, God is still good. And, and I'm not in, in any way the greatest grammarian this world has ever seen. But one thing I did learn in school is when there is a conjunction in the middle of the sentence, Everything that was before the conjunction has now turned on his head. David is down. David is leaving the kingdom. David is fleeing from his son. But David then said, but you, O Lord, you, O Lord, are a shield or all about me. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. Our God is a shield all about you. I wish somebody was with me this morning. When military men fought, most of the time they fought with shields. But the shield was in many ways a defensive mechanism to be able to stop the arrows and fiery darts of the enemy. Sometimes you could use the shield offensively when you were in hand-to-hand combat. But the shield would only protect so much of your body. I wish somebody was with me, but the Bible, David says, in my calamity, God, you are a shield all about me. Uh, when I was a little college student here in Metro Atlanta, I would ride down the road, no money in my pocket, on my way to school, and I would sometimes get down thinking, where am I going in life? Where is my life going? And then I would turn on the radio. W-A-O-K. Don't listen to that no more. It's, it's on the AM dial, uh, young people, on the AM dial. But then we don't listen to it no more. But I would then hear on the radio the anointed Pace sisters. And they would say, Jesus, be a fence all around me. Every day, Jesus, I need you to be my protection as I walk this straight and narrow way. I know you can. I know you will fight my battles if I only, anyway, Jesus, be a fence all around me. Somebody here needs to know that he's a fence all around you. He's got you protected on every side. You, oh Lord, is a shield. All about me. But then he says, you are my glory. You are the very reason I'm living. And so glory is an understanding of God's exalted heaviness. And no matter where we are in life, God don't ever lose his glory. No matter how bad and how dark it gets for his children, God never loses his glory. And because he never loses his glory, I can imagine David got encouraged on the inside and said he's still worthy. Yeah. 
deserve all of my praise. I don't know where you are in life right now. I don't know what you're dealing with, but he's still worthy. He's the glory. And he is the lifter of my head. I've had some times in life where I've had to bow my head not only because of my own foolishness, but in times because of enemies that were all around me. I've had to bow my head in shameful embarrassment because of my own sin and guilt. But I've had to bow my head because somebody was in front of me that was bigger than me. But is there anybody here that knows that we serve a God who will look at you and say that you don't have to have your head bowed down because I am the God that will lift your head. And is there anybody here that knows God is a lifter of your head? Don't worry about where you are right now. Understand he will lift your head. Somebody said, I will lift mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help is all my help comes from the Lord, who is the maker of the heavens and the earth. I need you to understand you need to lift your head because God is the maker of the heavens and the earth. In other words, if you've been disoriented in life, God has a way of reorienting. is the lifter of my head. But not only is God in control of my crises, he is my comfort in times when I cry. David said, I cried to the Lord. And he answered me from his holy hill. Anybody in the house ever cried to the Lord? Sometimes you might have to cry tears in silence, but God will. And this is what I love about God. I don't know if God answers folk who don't know him. I got an idea theologically that God don't really worry about folk that don't know him. But what I can be assured of, if I know God like I think I know God. I can get excited because he hears me. I made a lot of mistakes in my life, but because I am his and he is mine, he hears me. Y'all ain't got any side up. You ought to thank God that you serve somebody when even life is where it's at its lowest point. You can get down on your knees and God will hear you. Hear my cry, O oh Lord, and attend until my voice. Is there anybody here that knows that God can hear you? Y'all ain't got excited enough. You need to know that God can hear you. I know why you are not excited enough because it don't say in the text that God will hear us. But it said God answered me. You can thank God that he's big enough to hear you. But then you can praise and shout. Because he will answer you. Is there anybody here that's ever had an answered prayer from the Lord? When you didn't know what to say, God came and answered your prayer. Let, let, let me... 
Let me help. Let me help. Let me help. Uh, young people, you might be able to identify with this. Uh, I struggled as a student. Uh, and I struggled not because I wasn't able, but I wasn't, I didn't have the ethic I needed. I'm glad I got a witness. That I didn't have the ethic I needed. And I was on the brink of going to academic probation. I know, I know a lot of y'all. I like y'all, y'all ain't never been there. I'm just talking about me. I was on the brink. The academic probation. I took a biology class. In biology, you have two courses. You have the classwork and you have the lab. And the teacher said, you have to be at every class for the lab because we only have one lab a week. And crazy enough, in this class, we had two tests. A midterm and a final. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but when you got two tests, you ain't got room to slip up. Teacher said that you have to be in every lab and you have to be on time. Because if you're not on time, the door will shut and you will get a zero for the lab. Remember, we had two grades. Zero, that even if you got 100 on the final, you were done for. And I remember I, 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 I worked real hard, y'all. I, I, I actually got my ethic a little better during that class. I got up a little earlier and got dressed a little early and made sure that I was on time for every class. And then when it got down to the final of the lab, traffic was a little tough in DeKalb County. And I could see the clock ticking on me. And I did get to school on time, but it was about a five-minute walk from the parking lot to the classroom door. And I probably had about seven minutes to go. And I remember in school when I went to class, once you, once you passed the 8 o'clock hour, the parking lot would fill up. Because I always got the first parking lot. But, the, but this day, I was coming after 8 o'clock. And I'm on the seven-minute trial run. And I remember being in the parking lot, every single slot full. There wasn't even a place I could kitty cat corner my car and jump out. But I remembered that somebody was with me. Wasn't my daddy. Wasn't my mama. Wasn't the Salem Church. Somebody the Salem Church told me about was with me. And I remember going up and down the lanes, people of God, and, and every car was stuck. And the Lord said, stop and pray. Now I'm at four minutes and 30 seconds. I stopped and I prayed, y'all. And the minute I said, Lord, a car backed up. Y'all ain't hearing me. 
I was able to get in and get to lab and pass my class. Is there anybody here that knows if you cry to the Lord, he will, he'll answer your prayer. He is. I cried to the Lord and he answered me from his place of holiness. Then David says, and I love David. I love David not because of his anointing and because he was a king. I can identify with David because he had issues. Ah, y'all, y'all ain't. Well, I serve a good church. Y'all ain't got no issues. I'm just, I got issues. And I like David because David had issues. David probably would have been the greatest man in the Bible, but he had a philandering problem. He liked to look at women that wasn't his wife. Is there anybody here that? He, but then I love David because David knew where his help came from. And even though David was running, he was in trouble. He said, I laid down and I slept. Y'all missed it. I'm in trouble. My son is after me. I had to leave the kingdom. I'm on the run. The folk that are with me are probably wondering what in the world is wrong with me. Why did you leave the place that God anointed you for? But David said, I'm running. But I ain't running because I don't know who's with me. He said, I lay down and I slept. Anybody ever had trouble? But the trouble didn't get you so bad that you couldn't sleep? Anybody ever had a bill that was already past due? And they told you they were going to turn stuff off if you didn't pay the bill? And you still laid down and you still went to sleep? Is there anybody here that knows that you don't have to stay up in life? I heard Pastor Haynes talk a long time ago. God is a God who never slumbers and he never sleeps. So if God never slumbers and he never sleeps, baby, don't worry yourself staying up. Lay down and go to sleep. Herschel leading the, the, the political, lay down and go to sleep. Trump is trying to come back, lay down and go to sleep. You didn't have no money yesterday, lay down and go to sleep. Is there anybody here that can be like David and lay your head down? David said, I laid lay down, I went to sleep, and I woke up. He said, I woke up again. Don't miss it. Read the Bible with your eyes open. David had several nights that he could have had sleeplessness. But he said, because God is with me, I laid down, and I went to sleep, and I woke up again. I'm just trying to help you right now. Lay down. Go to sleep because the same God of today will meet you in tomorrow with brand new mercy. Lay down and go to sleep. David said that he is the champion 
of my crises. He says, I'll not be afraid of the thousands of people who have set themselves against me. He says, arise, oh Lord, save me. Oh my God. David uses two names for God here. The name sacred Yahweh says, arise, O Lord, and then save me, O my God. David says, I know you are God who is Lord over my life, but you also all powerful in everything we do. Arise, O Lord. That Israel had a great chant that they would chant because of his salvation in Egypt. They would say, arise, O Lord. And let your enemies be scattered. Somebody needs to understand today that you serve the same God of David. And if you got enemies all around you, ever before you, I know tomorrow's Monday morning and some of us have enemies on the job. Some of us have enemies in the schoolhouse. Some of us have enemies. If there's anybody here that knows all you got to do is when you wake up after you went to sleep. Just wake up and say, arise, O Lord, and let my enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord, and let my enemies be scattered. Says, he says, so when, when God arises, he will strike your enemies on the cheek. And it ain't. A death blow. Says it just breaks their teeth. Oh, we don't know when to shout. That, that, imagine the antelope in Africa. Imagine if the lion was right in front of him. But he knows that if he ain't got no teeth, ain't got to get rid of your enemy because he's big enough to break the thing that will cause you calamity. Is there anybody here that knows our God is a teeth breaking God of our enemy? He, he is the teeth breaking God. But then we get down to the end of the text. And it's sure enough an ending. You got the whole Bible, Old and New Testament in front of you. And I praise God for our study sessions. I praise God for Bible study. That's a plug for Wednesday afternoon. That's a plug for Wednesday night and for Sunday morning. You got your whole Bible in front of you. But I'm trying to tell you, in this text, the whole theology of the Bible comes to life. Because at the end of Psalm 3, David simply says, salvation belongs to the Lord. If you ain't got Romans, salvation belongs to the Lord. Well, preacher, what does God save us from? Well, I'm glad you asked me the question. Because I got some answers. That God saves us, number one, from the treachery of our own sin. 
And if you can't be happy about that, that ought to shout somebody that God saved me from my sin. Maybe I can't talk to nobody over here because your sin wasn't big enough like mine, but God saved me from my sin. Maybe the sin of God didn't do it for you, but is there anybody over here that God saved you from your sin? Well, my sin was tough. My sin was bad, but I thank God that he saved me from my sin. And not just what I did yesterday. He's saving me right now. And if I make it till tomorrow, he's going to save me another day. God saved me from the sin. But he also saved me from my enemies. That there are people in this world that don't like you because you are his. And he is yours. But I'm just trying to help you. They might be in your face. But God already done saved you from them. Don't worry about what they got to say to you and about you. Because the Lord has already saved you from them. Is there anybody here that can thank God? They might be in my face tomorrow. But you can stand with assurance and know you've been saved from them. The Bible even declares that we got an enemy that we think we can't defeat. But if we got Christ in us, we can tell him to flee. Jesus stood and told Peter one day, he called him the devil. He called him the adversary. He said, get behind me. Declare in your life. That you can let the Satan that's in front of you get behind you. God will save you from your sin. Save you from your enemies. But he'll save you from his sovereignty. Good morning, Salem. May the Lord bless you real good. But I'm so glad that I've been saved from the sovereign judgment of God. Is there anybody here that knows your salvation? It's from God himself. Well, how in the world did I get saved from God's sovereign judgment? God himself a long time ago made a decision in the sovereign past to send somebody for my life. Jesus came down through 40 and two generations. Jesus walked the Judean hillside, healing the sick, raising the dead, hungry souls. Our Jesus fed. Jesus lived a life pleasing and perfected before God. And then one day, the same Jesus who lived in perfection died that perfection and gave it to you and me. He died on Friday. The Bible said they buried him in a bar or tomb. But I'm so glad that early Sunday morning, Jesus got up with all power in his hand. And is there anybody can help me understand that you've been saved from your sin. You've been saved from your enemies. But you can thank God that you've been saved from his sovereign judgment. I don't have to lay down at night and not sleep because God has saved me. Saved from the power of my sin. Saved from the penalty of my sin. But one day, 
the same God that died is going to come back and get us. And he's going to save us from the very presence of our sin. Somebody shout yes. And somebody shout I thank you for your salvation. I thank you because my enemies didn't get me. I thank you because you broke their teeth. I thank you because early Sunday morning you got up with all power. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And then God has a way of putting gravy in our meal. That we've been saved already. But you ought to thank God he got some blessings. Following his salvation. And can you thank him for your blessings? I know you already thought him for, thanked him for your salvation. But you can't thank him for your blessing. Because somebody said he keeps on blessing me over and over and over and over again. Is there anybody here that can thank him for your many blessings? You bless me when you woke me up. You bless me when you started me on your way. You bless me when you put food on the table. You bless me with the life and live. Is there anybody here that can thank God for his many blessings? He is our God. He is our salvation. But thank him for his blessing. The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light Darkness tries to hide, it trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God, how great is our
would come to the aisles and if there's anybody who wants to give their life to Jesus, this is your opportunity. If you simply confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And all will sing how great. Come on, give your life how great. Oh. Life to him. How great, how great, how great. Come on, come on, come on, give your life. Ooh, how great is how. Or you may be seated. You 
it. Lift your voice and just say, How great, how great. Say how great. Somebody give him praise, give him praise, he's worthy. Give him praise, he's worthy, give him praise. He's worthy. He's a king in your crisis, give him praise, he's worthy. Deliver you from all of your enemies and all your fears. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is worthy of our praise. And I mean, I thank God again for allowing, it's just a time to share gospel of Jesus Christ with you. Today we have our youth and our child of the month. Give God praise for that. Our youth of the month is Sister Aaliyah Lyles. Amen. Sister Aaliyah Lyles. Amen. Amen. Thank God for this. Then our child of the month is Brother Tristan Smith. Amen, amen, amen. Thank God for Brother and Sister Smith. I want to thank God again for the opportunity to share. Just wanted to uh, let you know uh, our, our pastor, he's all right. He's, um, he's traveling, and so just getting a little rest and relaxation. Is that all right? Amen. So just pray that his travels go well, and uh, this is normally a month that he he takes some time, amen? Amen, so that's it. He's fine. At least the last time I talked to him, he was. And uh, I'm sure if he's fishing, he's real good, amen? We have a presentation this morning by our own Reverend Sister Phillips. If you will, come on and give your presentation, amen? This is a wonderful presentation, y'all, so y'all stay tuned. See how big the presentation is? It 
Sister Phillips came with gifts and people. Good morning, Salem. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Veronica Crawford. I bring you greetings on behalf of the Youth and Children's Ministry here at Salem. Uh, at this time, I would like to have all of those who are involved in the Youth and Children's Ministry with Sister Melissa Brooks to please stand at this time if you're in the audience. If you're virtual, just chat that you are part of the Youth and Children's Ministry. All the youth who have been impacted by Sister Melissa Brooks, you've been in her ministry as a youth. You're now a young adult, you're in college, I need you to stand as well, and I need you to remain standing. So that should be pretty much the majority of the church, okay? So you're standing at this time. I am speaking on behalf of the Youth and Children's Ministry to recognize our own Sister Melissa Brooks. Uh, Sister Melissa Brooks, you need to come on down here. Don't be acting scared, come on now. All right, so Sister Brooks, on behalf of the Youth and Children's Ministry, we'd like to present you with this plaque and flowers from the Salem Missionary Baptist Church. So we are going to read this plaque given to you from Salem Missionary Baptist Church. It says, with our greatest appreciation, presented to Melissa Brooks, Youth and Children's Director, in recognition of your faithful and dedicated service, Willing spirit and labor of love, you are an inspiration and a blessing to us. Salem Missionary Baptist Church, Louisville, Georgia, October 2022. That's not all. That's not all now. Come on now. Come on now. All right. So, and on behalf of those who serve alongside you under your wonderful and amazing and tireless service, that you bring and give to this ministry with your whole heart. We present you this gift basket as a small token of our appreciation for what you do, who you are, and whose you are. We're giving your flowers while you yet live. There they are. Purple, by the way. And we're going to read this card. We have a card for you as well from the Youth and Children's Ministry. And it reads, Sister Melissa, with appreciation, for all the wonderful ways you're letting God shine through in your life and your ministry. You are a blessing. With God's grace, this is my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures, Ephesians 3, 3.20. With God's power working in us, God can do much, much more than anything we can ask or imagine. And that's what he's doing with you. And we thank God for you. So let help us recognize our own. Is it possible to 
children's ministry. And on behalf of God, yes, the head of my life and everything that I do, I do to bring him glory and honor. Amen. I know that sometimes I can be a driving force to be reckoned with because anything that you give unto God, you should give with a spirit of excellence. And that is from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun. And so I thank thee um, and, and all of the team um, just for going along. I don't care what I ask or what I require. Um, as unto God, we do it with an excellent just, just one more thing. Just one more thing for Sister Melissa is that one thing I've learned, ministry is never about money. It is about the master. Amen. However, we have love offering for our sister, Melissa. If you would like to give in help of ministry, amen. Uh, sister Melissa tirelessly spends her time and her own money to grow ministry, amen. So if you are here and you want to help as you, as you leave today with your offering and tithe gifts, amen. You can also give to Sister Melissa. Praise God for praise God for her, all right? Amen. Amen. Do we have any other announcements that I may have not known? Amen. Just stand on your feet. God be with you. surplus right now amen and so it has a surplus of meat so if you would like to partake in that surplus you may have to worship amen are they going to be in a certain place okay It'll be outside of gotcha let us now unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory, be majesty, be dominion and authority. May it be both now, henceforth, and forevermore. And the people of God said.
There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church PO Box 817 Lilburn Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.